You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. I want to preach today from the subject, Keep on Believing. Keep on believing. There's so much in my spirit about this, I almost felt like I wasn't giving this adequate preparation and study as I was preparing it versus just so many scriptures that just kept coming up in my spirit and before my mind because this is a common theme of my life. This is a common theme of this ministry. We are believers and believing is what believers do. Come on now. There should be no such thing as a non-believing believer. Come on now. There should be no, I said there should be no no such thing as a non-believing believer. We are believers. And believing is what we do. And, but this is a time, especially now, when people have been moved by so many things. I started just making random texts to people in church last night, especially young people. Young people, maybe some of us who are older, we we've been uh, uh, brother brother Charles Wright, uh, who's brother on our panel. Uh, yes, sir, he said something as an older, more mature man. He said, "This ain't the first time we've been through a gas crisis." See, you young people, y'all panicking. When I started driving at the age of seventeen up in Jersey City, New Jersey, we had odd and even days. Had odd and even days. You got your gas on one day if your if your license tag ended with a odd number, and you can get gas on another day if it ended with an even number. Lines were going around the corner, and they would go all the way around the corner. Then people would start to get shot because they would dare to not go around the corner and try to cut in. It it was bad. Okay. And uh, that, was, that was during the, the Carter administration. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, uh, it, it seemed like uh, so many younger people today, you, you're getting so easily moved by stuff. You got to live long enough to know that there's nothing new under the sun. You got to live long enough to understand stand the scripture that says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have, to, you have to live long enough to understand the song that said, I shall not be moved, just like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I shall not be moved. So I, I just started texting folks, said, when you come into church, I see you don't come to church anymore. And, and some of you younger people, you need to understand, you're here today because your parents brought you to church. What are your children going to do? Some of you don't reason why you got saved because your parents brought you to church. Now you got Christian parents, don't even bring the kids to church. Okay? And, and it, it, it'll be one thing if you're all spiritual giants at home like y'all having devotion every day. Like y'all sitting down reading the Bible and breaking down the word and y'all having devotion. So, because some of you, the only Christian discipline you had was going to church. You cuss at home. Y'all argue home. Y'all fight like cats, like cat and dogs at home. Uh, I didn't used to know this here until I got to know some of the saints better. Yeah. And so some of us, the most Christian thing we do is to come to church. 
Children don't see you reading the Bible. They don't see you on your knees praying. And so the least you can do is just coming, is just coming to church. And, and coming to church reinforces who we are as a community of believers. But so many things today are just distracting people. The scripture tells us, the text, and I'm going to break it down as we go through it, but it says, Hebrews 10, 35, cast not away therefore your confidence. Your confidence is your faith. Faith is your confidence. Cast not, this is the confidence that we have in him or the faith that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So don't cast away your confidence, cast away your faith which has great recompense of reward. This is what the Spirit of the Lord said to me. Your faith is the winning ticket. Come on, say my faith is the winning ticket. I don't know what area of your life that you seem like you're losing right now. Whatever area of your life seems like it's not going good. I'm telling you, faith is your winning ticket. Glory to God. Faith is your winning ticket. Don't fling it away. And, and when it says cast away, it, it gives the impression of one who gets frustrated. Of one who gets exasperated and says, oh, forget this. Just throw it away. Fling it away. He said, don't you dare get so caught up in your emotions. Don't you dare get so caught up with your circumstances. Don't you dare get so overwhelmed and dismayed with life that you throw away the very thing that's going to get you out of it. Cast not away there for your confidence. Your faith is the winning ticket. The, this, this scripture is the a, is a, is a precursor to the, the chapter of, that we know as the hall of faith. In Hebrews 11, it goes on to say, faith is the substance. Faith is the stuff. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you are hoping for anything, if you're believing for anything that you don't see, your faith is going to produce it. Faith is the stuff you need to get what you need. Come on. Faith is what you need to get the stuff. Faith is what you need to turn things around. Don't you fling it away. Keep on Believing. Faith is the overcoming ingredient for your victory. Faith is the overcoming ingredient for your victory. 1 John 5 and 4 tells us, it says, For whatsoever, which means whosoever, is born of God, overcometh the world. Overcometh, E-T-H, perpetually. We would put an S there. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world overcomes recessions. Whoever is born of God overcomes pandemics. He who is born of God overcomes lack. He who is born of God overcomes sickness. He who is born of God overcomes trouble. Somebody say I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. And what causes us to overcome? This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith is the overcoming ingredient for your victory. You will not have victory without your faith. 
So if you throw away your faith, if you cast away your faith, if you fling away your faith, then I have accepted defeat. Come on, think about it. What do you have to lose by, keep, by continuing to believe God? If you're broke, you're broke. You might as well believe you're going to be rich. Come on. If you're sick, ain't nothing a doctor going to do. If you don't believe, then you're just going to die. What do you have to believe? What do you have to lose by believing that God is a miracle worker? That, 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 that he is Jehovah Rapha. That he is my healer. Come on. What do you have to lose by just taking him at his word and saying, God, I believe you're going to come through in my situation. You have nothing to lose by believing God. So you might as well keep on believing. When we go down to it's verse 36, but you have need of patience, which means endurance. Patience here does not simply mean waiting. It's, it means having the stuff you need to wait with the right attitude. It means having what you need to bear up under pressure. It means having what you need to keep on standing when everything in life is trying to knock you down. Patience is what you need to keep on going when everything is trying to stop you. Patience is what you need to keep on pushing when the obstacles seem like it's bigger than you. You have need of patience, which means steadfast endurance. And then James put it this way, James 1, 2 through 4. It says, my brethren, he said, I want you to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations or different types of trouble. Y'all know different kind of trouble. You got physical trouble, you got marriage trouble, you got family trouble, you got financial trouble, you got car trouble, you got education trouble, you got bill trouble. You know, it, no, 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 the worst kind of trouble? The trouble you in. <laughs> y'all ever, ever discovered that out? You know, when I, when, when I, when, when my stomach, when I, uh, as a, in my younger years, when I had uh, ulcer and, and bad digestive issues and stomach problems, I said, Lord, ain't no, ain't no pain like stomach pain. Until I got a toothache. When I had a toothache, Lord, ain't no pain like a toothache. Until I sprained my back, Lord, ain't no pain like a backache. Until I had a migraine head, oh, ain't no pain. Like, don't know what kind of worst pain you in? The worst pain is the pain you got. The worst kind of trouble is the trouble you're in. See, he said, count it all joy when you fall into these different types of trouble and different types of, of, of situations. But he says, in order to count it joy, verse 3 says, you got to know something. Believers know things that other people don't know. That's why, that's why you need to study the word of God. That's why you got to take the word and highlight in your heart. My people destroy for lack of knowledge. Knowing this... The only way I can count it joy, and the count it joy means it's not joy, but consider it joy. Consider it a joyous opportunity. He said, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Worketh patience. Now, I'll, I'll be honest with you, okay? I, I you know, and y'all forgive me. I, I, I'm trying not to be vain when I say this. Okay, but I, you know, I have a problem. Uh, I, I'm not as disciplined as, as I should, just net working out as I should. But sometimes it's hard when you just look this good naturally. <laughs> when you're just naturally good looking and stuff like this and in shape and stuff. 
at least under this jacket on a Sunday morning. <laughs> okay? But, but there have been times where I say, okay, I'm, I'm really going to go at it. And then I'll overdo it. You ain't worked out in a long time, but now today you're going to work out for a whole hour on weeks. Okay? Then, and then you, you saw for the next two weeks. And you said, now why did I ever do that? I knew I should be working out. I said, okay. And, uh, but, but the trainers will tell you, no, no, that, that's your tissue breaking down and so we can build up muscle. Well, never mind. What they're trying to let you know is that though you're in pain, it's working something. They actually tell you, that's the time you need to get back in there. You need to get back in because although it's hurting you, but it's doing something on the inside. You got to know when you are operating in faith, something is happening behind the scenes. Something is happening beneath the surface that you don't see. And that's why James says here, you got to know that the trying of your faith is working something. You It's working this patience, which is what you need for your victory. It's working. You have need of patience to get your victory. He said, but as you're going through these trials, it is producing the endurance that you need because there's something coming that you're going to need to be stronger than you are right now, and you got to make it through this to go to that. See, a lot of times we want promotion, but we don't want to pass the grade we're in. And I discover, y'all, in the kingdom of God, when God has you on a process, sometimes there are no skipping of steps. You got to go through what you got to go through. You got to learn what you have to learn in this season, at this time, on this level. He that is faithful in least will be faithful in much. Until you've been faithful in that which is another man's, God will not give you your own. There is a process to your prosperity. He says, so let patience, let this grueling development of endurance have its perfect work that you may be perfect, mature, entire, fully developed, wanting nothing in terms of what you need internally to make it through anything. That's the place that Paul got to when he says in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's the place where Paul got to in Philippians 4 where he says, I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. He said, I know how to make it with it, and I know how to make it without it. He said, I know how to make it with money, and I know how to make it without money. He said, you'll never be able to know what I'm going through by my praise or lack thereof. I will praise God through anything. I will magnify God through anything. I'll, listen, I will run like I just got paid, and I will run when I don't have a job. I will give God praise when, when, my, when my bank account is running over and I'll give God praise when I'm down to my last dime because the same God who took me through this will take me through that. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Situations go up and situations go down, but Jesus is the same. Money comes, money goes, but Jesus is the same. For some of your husbands came and wife came and husband left and wife left, but Jesus is the same. A cars have come and cars have gone and houses have come and houses have gone and jobs have come and jobs have gone and companies have come and companies have gone but Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever and I will praise through everything 
He said, so let the trial do what it do. He said, I know you're trying to get out of it, but let it do what it do. Let it do what it's supposed to do in your life so you can go to another level. That verse from the New Living Translation, James 1, 2 through 4 says, my, my dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. In other words, see yourself on the other side of this thing. For ye know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. When your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, needing nothing. God wants you to get to the place that you have everything internally to make it through anything externally. Let me say it again. God wants to get you to a place that you have everything you need internally to go through anything you have to go through externally. I have, I, I remember, I remember when I was a claims adjuster, um, started, I started off as a claims adjuster in February of 1988 working for Aetna Casualty Insurance at the time. Aetna now was only healthcare. At the time, they had different divisions, including property casualty division, which have to do with body injury and, and property damage, handling liability cases. Particularly, I worked commercial cases for big comp companies that we insured. And I remember my manager telling me, so you were a claim rep trainee for a year. You were, you were a, a, a claim, uh, then a, a claim representative at least for a year or two. And then at year two or three, you got promoted to a, 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 you, a um, senior claim rep. And then you would take one or two career paths. Either become a, more, a technical representative, which was a more highly specialized personal handle claims, or you got into supervision or management. And I remember my manager saying to me one time, he said, by year four, you should have enough experience to handle any kind of claim. Y'all ain't catching that yet. He said, by year four, you should have enough experience to handle any kind of claim, because by now you know the policies, you know, you know the language, you know the coverages, you know the exclusions. By year four, listen, God said, I want you to get to the place that you can handle any kind of trial. <laughs> oh, come on now. Uh, I, no, and, and I pray you never have to go through all the kind of trials, but God wants his believers to get to play. I can handle any kind of trial. I hope to never go through a marriage and divorce trial, but I can handle it if it comes. I hope to never have to go through the loss of a loved one in this area, but I can handle it. I hope to never have to go through a, a miscarriage, but, but my faith prepares me to handle it. I hope to never have to go through a foreclosure or repossession, but my faith prepares me to handle anything. If I get what I need internally, I can handle anything that comes at me externally. Oh my God. You need to be able to get to the place that you come, come on devil, what you got? What you got? 
What you got? Bring it on. Bring it on. I got enough experience with God. I done been through hell and high water. I done seen God do it before, and I know he will do it again. Ain't nothing new under the sun. You are not a creative being. All you're going to do is reproduce the same thing in a different way. But however you come, I got what it takes to make it through. I got what it takes to have victory. I got what it takes to defeat you. Oh, I'm prepared. Internally, for whatever I got to deal with externally, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He said, so stop trying to get out of everything and get what you need to get out of everything. Let me say that again. Stop trying to get out of everything and get what you need to get out of everything. In other words, instead of saying, God, get me out of this, you need to be asking, God, what, what do I need to get out of this? What lesson do I need to learn that I'm never in this situation again? What, situ what do I need to learn that I'm prepared to help somebody else who goes through it? There's a scripture that says that God comforts us so that we can comfort those who are in any trouble. In other words, some of the things you go through, particularly for those of us who, are, who have a call of ministry in our life, it really has nothing to do with us. It's about us, God using us to, as an example for how he wants to deliver your brother. It's God giving us a testimony so we can help somebody else going through the test. Are y'all listening to me? He said, you know, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete and needing nothing. The message translation makes it even plainer. Same verse, James 1, 2 through 4. It says, consider it a sheer gift. We don't look at trials and trouble as a gift. He said, but look at it like that. Okay? You, you, have, you ever, um, one of the best things that ever happened to me was me getting fired. When I got fired, or, or, I told you I got a new word for it now. When I was quiet, quiet, quiet means you got ready to quit, but they fired you before you could quit. <laughs> I got ready to quit, but they fired me. So they, they said, I fired you. I said, no, I quit. I need this to go on the record. I quit. Don't say you fired me. I quit. So when I was quiet, God taught me how to trust him. So when you all hear me say stuff like, I know it, 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 I know it sounds like good preaching, but it's not good preaching. For me, it's life experience. God can take care of you with a job, without a job. I, I, I can only say that because I got experience with that. God can take, you, take care of you being on somebody's payroll or not being on somebody's payroll. God can bless you through unforeseen mechanisms. Come on now. God is a creative being. You can't, you can't predict favor. You, you can't conjure up favor. Favor is God arranging situations for you. Favor is you, God putting you on somebody. There were a couple of people who had birthdays this week, and I ain't regularly on Facebook like that, but I happened to see them on Facebook, and when I saw them on Facebook, I sent them a gift. God used Michael... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg to bless him. You don't know how God's going to bless you. Everybody say, I expect favor. I expect favor. I, I expect favor. God, God says, I just need you to trust. Consider it a gift 
friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, any of you ever felt like you've been hit on every side? He said, you know, you got to know this, that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true color. See, a lot of y'all, you got closet faith. You got, you, you, people say stuff like, you know, my, my faith is personal. It's just between me and God. Y'all I don't know if y'all remember the former president. He was being interviewed on, I think, a Christian network or something. They asked him, what, what's your favorite scripture? He said, well, that's personal. <laughs> that's, that's, that's personal. I don't discuss those things out in public. Because he didn't know none. That's how personal it was. He couldn't even say Jesus wept. He couldn't even say the Lord is my shepherd. Some of y'all, your faith is too personal. And God wants your faith to be a testimony to other people. God wants your faith life to be an example for how big he is and how powerful he is. And so God will allow you to go through things that force your faith into the open. Your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. This personal faith, we, we've been seeing, this pandemic has showed the personal people. They're so personal, they ain't never showed up again. They're so personal, it's so personal, they can't keep going. It's so personal, they no longer get with other believers. Your faith life is forced into the open and it shows its true colors. Watch this, I love it. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Everybody say, Lord, help me to endure what I need to endure as long as I need to endure it so you can put in me what I need to have for the next phase of my life. Don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let patience, let this development have its perfect work. Let it do its work so you become mature, well-developed, not deficient in any way. Stay connected with us online or in person. Stream our services live on YouTube, Facebook, or rdci.info via the Watch Live tab on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Wednesdays, stream our Bible study at 12 noon and 7 p.m. On Fridays, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 p.m. If you're in the local area, join us for services in Columbia, South Carolina at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, Florence, or Fort Mill areas, join us for live services there. To find out more about individual campus service times and locations, visit our website at rdci.info.